Welcome, everybody, to TRB Live! Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, that's James, Lacey, here to talk to you about the latest Star Wars news and also uh, answer some of your questions that uh, you're going to submit via hashtag AskTheResistance. But uh, whether you're watching live or you're listening on your favorite podcast app, thank you for hopping into the Resistance base being a part of what we got going on here at TRB, it means a lot. And it's good to see all of you and, and to hear from all of you and all of that. Make sure you do uh, share this with your fellow friends who like Star Wars. If you're on social media, give it a repost, wherever that may be. Uh, and like the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. But most importantly, have a good time because that's what it's all about. Uh, James Lacey, how are we doing? We doing all right? Do you guys see? I haven't watched any of the episodes yet. But Young Jedi Adventures is back with another set of episodes. Uh, have you had a chance to check it out yet? The kids check it out. I remember, Lacey, you saying your daughter liked uh, Nubs. She, she thought Nubs was cute and she thought Yoda was Grogu. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. However, yeah, I sure. did see a clip today where they go to Starlight Beacon from the High Republic. All so right. that is quite the tie-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they get off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We don't need any it's more a, bad things happening to younglings. Yeah. yeah. It's like a terrible, it's like a terrible thing that happens and, and like, but it's like a kid show. It's like, it's like blues clues. Like we're all going to the trade towers. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Like that's awful. The trade towers. Yeah. They did that okay. on blues clues. That, that's what I'm no, saying. He's saying it's, it's, it's like that. Oh, it's like that. It's like it's like you're watching a kid show and like they're like, oh, well, at this time, let's go this, get on the Titanic. Blues, blues you're like, place in 1999. So, oh, remember, I, I was like, telling you guys know I, what happens. Is I wanted to do the Oculus Titanic <laughs> experience. Remember that? Oh, my. Oh, God. yeah. 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 They don't have it. It's not on Oculus. So I couldn't uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't die in the Titanic. Sadly, my uh, dream is shattered. But uh <laughs> What's your dreams sunk? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So before we get into anything, just so everyone knows at the end of the show, our final segment is going to be ask the resistance. So if you're in the live chat, uh, doesn't have to be super chats, just use hashtag ask the resistance. If you have a star Wars question you think would be cool for us to discuss and talk about right here on the show, you can drop it at any point during the show and we'll get to uh, as many as we can uh, in our final segment of the show uh and before anything else uh lacy your 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 final show today yes. is your final show the final countdown now i'm waiting for the comments to populate with ever like ever <laughs> yeah no but, not ever just for a little bit uh yeah. you girls ready to yeah. be done you're having a you're having another child i am i'm bringing another human into the world next week isosceles yeah. shea is arriving <laughs> oh my god I just people don't understand that you throw like 17 names at me daily and so yeah today was emilio elvis elvis and isosceles isosceles <laughs> seinfeld fans will know what i'm talking about it's a deep <laughs> okay. um, but no it's it's yeah. very exciting you know we're mm -hmm. having a boy we had a girl a daisy a couple years ago and now we're having a boy so it's going to be a whole new experience for me uh, the girl, you feel like you're a little on, you know, 
you're a little bit of an expert. You're like, oh, I got this. The boy, I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> That's going to escalate quickly. Also, it's people are talking about it in the chat, and I totally am hyped about this. The strike is over, guys. We made it. We oh, did yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, we're so, so happy that the Actors Guild sag Afra got what they wanted. They got a deal worth a billion dollars. They protected themselves from AI. They were like trying to use their likeness after death, like crazy stuff. But it just proves that when you stick together and you work as a team, you can get what you, you know, you get what you deserve. And I'm so happy for everybody. And I can't wait to see what announcements we're going to get in the next three months, four months. Cause you know, they're going to give us a lot of stuff to get going. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm really pumped. I'm really, and really happy. And this, these are, those are the only two, right? So this essentially means for Hollywood that productions are going to start back up. They start immediately yep. next week. Um, mm. I know that it's visual effects people. <laughs> I like, no, I know, but it's a funny phrase, like immediately next year. <laughs> like No, next week. Next week. Uh, but yeah, no, there's talks obviously of, I think, animators and visual effects people going on strike, but they don't have a union yet, so they need to unionize. Right. I believe. Yeah. Um, which they totally should. Um, yeah. Uh, Fran Drescher is a national treasure and the queen of my life. So good job, Franny. Take care of business. She Fran always Drescher. looks good. There was a really good TikTok of like her coming downstairs in the nanny and all her different little outfits. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think the reruns ratings are so high for that show? <laughs> Although her voice. Come on, her voice is a little crazy. I don't care. Only because it reminds, her me, it reminds and... me of her mother-in-law, like a very harsh, like Queens, New Jersey accent. <laughs> like Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. It's like... Eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but uh, the, the girl from Friends, I always got that mixed up. The Oh My God girl. Janice. Janice. You know, Janice. I always, I for a long time, I thought Fran Drescher played Janice, but it's mm. it's not. Oh no, no, mm. no. Well, speaking the yeah, uh, speaking of Seinfeld, uh, Janice played uh, a love interest of George on Seinfeld. Yes. By the way, nothing to do with Star Wars. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. That really bummed me out. Yeah, I was thinking oh, about it when I was, was really like, terrible. I was trying to yeah. rephrase it, like the love interest of Chandler. I, yeah, yeah, I was like, mm. yeah, that was such such a bummer to hear about that. Um, yeah, but uh, he will live on forever for sure. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, all right. So, uh, Lacey, we obviously have to get James going here with the resistance report. Mm -hmm. But I have this weird cosmic feeling that there might be a super <laughs> chat in the living force. There's two, so you were halfway there. Starting with Darth Sniffs. Whoa. What up, girl? How's it going? She said, haven't been able to make it to a live show in a few weeks, and I missed you guys. We missed you too. Uh, so happy the strike is over, so now actors can finally get in on the fun. Yay! I agree. Today we got so many behind-the-scenes photos that was so awesome from Ahsoka, from yeah, right. Natalie, yeah, cool. and from a bunch of other people, so... There's nothing worse than like, I'm sure, being part of something that you put so much heart and soul into and you just can't talk about it. So mm -hmm, very happy mm -hmm. for them. What do you guys think? Well, uh, we missed you two snips. So welcome back to the base on the live edition. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely good because there's there was always this wondering, especially just, just from the Star Wars bubble of, you know, 
the nervousness of, well, they were already having some troubles getting things off the ground. Now we have the strikes. Like, what does this do for this movie or this show and stuff? So knowing that that variable is now uh, out of the way, we can get back to seeing where things are, when things are coming out. I, I look forward to hearing about when Skeleton Crew is coming out because that got pushed and, and Acolyte and all that stuff and Andor. So I, I think we are about to get pummeled with some updates over the next month or so. Uh, In the so best new- way. Yeah, our new shows are probably going to be pretty packed, uh, but I'm excited. I'm happy about the AI stuff, especially because that that stuff has always bought. Like ever since I it's watched so Terminator creepy. 2, like that stuff just. No just, me gusta. Yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you very much, Darth Snips. James? Um, yeah, it actually it's one of those things where you I mean, not like I forgot about it, but like when it was done, I was like, Oh, and then like, like, what does that mean? And you start adding it up. Like, it's one of those things, like things are going to start going back into production. But Lacey's right. It's another thing that I sort of forgot is that we're going to start seeing things that should have happened now happen, like behind the scenes, or they're going to release this other thing that they were going to release at the time, but they couldn't, you know. Um, So it's kind of one of those things where now uh, the floodgates are back open and things can stop getting canceled unfairly if things still get canceled because now the actors want so-and-so and and we can't provide that then that's fair you need to pay them for what it was but i was it was just so unfortunate when like when shows that were good were getting canceled because they had to do this you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then they're like well then we're not going to make that show and that show ended and um certain things ended uh like on I mean, forever it will be like the show never got a true ending, you know, because it ended its, its season two with, on a cliffhanger. That mm-hmm. And it's like, that sucks, man. Yeah. You know? It's crazy but, to think that Stranger Things started with Millie Bobby Brown being so young. And now the last season's about to start up in a couple weeks, I think, for filming. And she's like getting married. She's like 37. It's crazy. <laughs> they've talked about it. They're like, we're going to do our best with hair and makeup. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh my gosh, man, you guys yeah. are really trying to hide it. I had, I felt for her Just though. Just jump she, ahead, right? The last season. Yeah. So it jumps ahead or something. Yeah. She did give a good interview recently where she's like, look, I appreciate everything that's done for my career, but like, I'm ready to say goodbye and move on and do other things. So I was like, Fair, I get man. it. Well, she's doing uh, Anola Holmes three now, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's like, not like she doesn't have other things. Then in five years, it'll be the turn of 11 when her <laughs> movies don't do so well well yeah that's fair hi daisy i hope not i hope really? daisy really <laughs> yeah. okay she has an indie movie that's coming that's marsha's daughter i think it's called it's she's had a lot of indie movies come out yeah it's supposed to be amazing and not indie movies. i love she daisy produced really. it yeah i'm just saying the movies she's come out with haven't made a lot of money that's all i'm not mm. i'm rooting for her i want everything she does to be great i love daisy ridley mm. um and she, right. she's probably never the problem Next super chat, Kale, Kyle Beckworth. What up? Thank you so much for the super chat. He said the strike is finally over. Yes, it is. I'm sure we'll get an avalanche of news and casting soon. All the best to you, Lacey, and the little one. Thanks to you. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you, uh, Kyle. It should it should be good. It's good. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm not nervous at all. No, I'm I am. It's all good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's all good. All right. But I am excited for news because I feel like for the past few months, like rightfully so, it's been very quiet, uh, as it should be. But I'm happy that we're finally going to get stuff from these people. Yeah. And we did we... get a super. Oh, I was going to say we also got a super chat from Michelle, but you didn't put what you said. So, Michelle, please just put your comment and I'll. Thanks, it up. Michelle. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry. To uh, yeah. Speaking of news, James, let's fire it up. It is the Resistance Report. All right. It's the Resistance. Do you, do you guys think you'll go see the Marvels? Nah. I didn't like Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. I'm going to be honest. I did not like that movie. I didn't love Captain Marvel, but I watched the trailers for the Marvels and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it looks awesome. I actually it does look good. In seeing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it w- did its world premiere, and uh, Kevin Feige, of course, was doing interviews. Um, mm-hmm. One in particular stuck out to Star Wars fans because Ash Crossin, Ash, Ash Crossin, couldn't get that out. Um, who we know loves Star Wars and understands the fan base. She had good Marvel questions too, but she had to throw in, "Hey." What's what's going on with that Star Wars movie, that movie uh, you're producing? And he kind of moved around the question, but he answers it uh, very interestingly. And uh, John actually had me pull the clips. So we got some clips in this episode. You guys want to see it? Well, let's sure. listen to Kevin Figus. Here we go. <laughs> okay, my oh. final question for you. What's up with the Star Wars movie? Is it happening? I know that's like, is it happening? Any Star Wars movie? Yours. No. Okay. That awkward smile, though. Thank you. Thank you. Good seeing you. Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Meanwhile, there's some woman in the back going, don't block the logo. Don't block the logo. <laughs> You're blocking it. <laughs> Can we play that one more time just to listen to that lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> listen to her. Try to listen to Fight oh, and then this lady's just like running the deal. Publicist. It was a yeah. marketing or publicist person. Oh, I didn't mean to. That, that's fine. Okay, my final question for you. What's up with the Star Wars movie? Is it happening? I know that's like... <laughs> is it happening? Any Star Wars movie? Yours. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you. It Thank must you. be. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> we got the sphere. Don't block the logo. It might... Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she's talking to Ash or talking to like people in the background somewhere else. Yeah. It yeah, seems like she's talking else. to just... Yeah, yeah, other people. Like a cosplay but, person. But it's but good. She is. Ash is blocking the Marvel logo. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? What? Are, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to poke a little fun right now because I believe it was last year, last summer, we went on quite a state of Star Wars rant about Kevin Feige and James was convinced that Kevin Feige was not doing anything Star Wars related. No, I didn't. No, I was not. Nope. Incorrect. You said it was a rumor. Nope. John, correct me if I'm wrong. We had a 20 minute conversation. All James said was, <laughs> I don't think it was ever officially announced. Boom. Which, which is fair. Which is fair. Even though Kevin Feige and Michael Waldron both said they were working on a Star Wars movie. Correct. He gave an they interview did both to say Star Wars show. But also, it. it can live with, was never officially announced as well. Yeah. Shenanigans. <laughs> it's the technicality that... Uh, I'm poking a little fun here, but... The president will hang her hat on. Now, um, uh... It's not happening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the joke I'm making, so none of it matters. So the well, conversation the funniest... we have is null and void because it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. The, the funniest thing about it is it reminds me of that interview where Kathleen Kennedy's like, that was just a rumor made up by fans. And <laughs> like everybody was like, bullcrap. Like Kevin Feige himself said he was working on a Star Wars movie and his writer said he was literally writing it. So it wasn't just a thing made up by fans. So that... I don't know or what. Michael Waldron too. He probably wrote the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or or poor Kathleen Kennedy for whoever gave her her notes for that interview. 
to like not <laughs> let her know that Kevin Feige on multiple occasions, maybe even on the Star Wars show, said he was working on a Star Wars movie. Um, but this is the first time he he, he has said no. Mm, he's not he happening. He has never said he's working on a Star Wars movie. He has. He has talked about it. Yes. He has talked about it. Yes. Because it was. Uh, they said you're working on a Star Wars movie and they were asking about like, what, you know, you're going to take over Lucasfilm. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm going to play. I'm going to do this movie. But Kathleen Kennedy's in charge. He talked about it a couple of times. And again, Michael Waldron on multiple occasions said he had been wor- actively working on the yeah. script. So yeah. uh, it's nice to just see Feige come out there um, begrudgingly. He didn't look very comfortable answering that or he looked almost like a little annoyed or bitter, not necessarily at Ash, but just that maybe the situation that he now has to address it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But the first time him saying no, and that's pretty much all he said is no. No. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think, James? this stuff is a whole mess. And, and even, even like kind of what you were saying, Lacey, like, I don't, I, it's hard to even get across what I'm trying to say. I was just poking fun. (laughs) I know, I know, but it's like, I didn't know. I I don't remember. I'm sure I'm positive. You guys are right. But part of what I was going to say, assuming that he hadn't talked about it was that, you know, it, it, I, I fully believe that this is not happening. It's been canned and he's Mm -hmm. the question, but, even if like there's all these NDAs and other things and how they want to roll things out, that if somebody comes up to him and he's never talked about it publicly, but it's happening behind the scenes, it's never been officially announced and say, are you doing a Star Wars movie? It doesn't matter who else has said, even if Michael Waldron said he's working on it, his answer probably would still be no. Like, what, what are you talking about? Even if everybody else has talked about it and he mm-hmm. knows he's working on it, the answer could still be no, like what like that's not announced. We've never done anything to actively say that that's happening publicly, really, um, or officially in any official capacity. But I do think that this is him saying that it is is done. And there's more to talk about, like, again, another thing that didn't happen. Like how how is Kevin Feige able to produce so much stuff with with um Marvel, you know, thing after thing after thing and adapt and adapt and adapt to uh, real life actors dying. And like, how are we going to adapt that into something that that needs to happen and still work within our world and everything? Um, But yet something, something, some, some hang up at Lucasfilm that is, is causing him to be like, well, this just project is not going to go through. We can't manage whatever this hang up is. It, it's quite unbelievable. (laughs) Um, that this is another huge loss that we're thinking like, well, we know that's happening because it, you know, man, I wish I could rant about this forever because it it bothers me. But it's like it's one of these things where like I know uh, like Apple, for instance, I know Apple is working on things. We see the blueprints. We see the, um, you know, all, all this stuff that gets official and they have to document this and that. We know all that stuff is in. But until like Tim Cook gets up there and says, we'd like to introduce you to our next big product and they show it to you and tell you when it's coming out. It, it could be something that the, that the company just decides to not move forward with. You know, they right. were working on it. But it was never officially announced, so it's not really like, you know, something else. This still goes back to that same thing, but I I know they were working on this, and it bums me out that there, again, is another one of these things where, like, you have top talent in Hollywood who wants to help 
and they want to participate and something is making it impossible for it to work out. Writers, directors, and now producers as well. What's going on? What is going on? What is the big plan that nobody else can stick to? They can't work it in. Somebody's being so stubborn that they're like, we're absolutely not going to bend to do your thing at all. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's definitely tricky, especially because Kevin Feige did that whole interview with Andy on the Star Wars show where he talked about how much, how important Star Wars is to him and like Mm -hmm. how he is so excited at the option to just like somehow be a part of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like he was just all about it. So I have to applaud Ash because per usual, she's a professional. She gauged immediately. She was like, this is all he's going to give me. He's not, he's given me this smile. Which everyone. That's so, probably why she put it last as the, the yeah, final little quick. Yeah. yeah but I think she was answer. even stunned by how quickly his answer he was, was like, just, no, no. Yeah. And she's and that, like, okay. the look he's giving her is that's it. You. That's all you're getting is a no, you know, no. Yeah. Um, so I have to applaud her because she didn't like, you know, prod or anything. She read the room very well. Um, it's it's weird, man, especially because the whole Michael Waldron thing, like he was talk. He had a really successful first season of Loki. I'm sorry. I don't know if he wrote season two. But like he was so excited about how he's writing Star Wars. And I feel like every time we hear about a producer or director or writer, someone working on a Star Wars film, TV show, whatever, they're always like, this is my dream. You know, I'm, I'm, I dream to be a part of Star Wars. And then you find out a year or two later that it's not happening. Like, oof, like it's, it's heartbreaking. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, it, for me, it's not just like, well, it's either they officially announced it or doesn't count or, you know, I, I think there's layers to in the sense where like if it's the boss of Marvel who is going to de- make a Star Wars movie like and we w- know about it because his writer talked about it multiple times and he acknowledged it. I don't care if it's I'm not on it, StarWars.com. Right? You know, I it, yeah. it was being made and now it's not. That's just a fact. And so I wonder, can, you know, yeah, I wonder if it had to do with um you know, we were just kind of talking about it, like the strikes and stuff like that or delays or money, or was it has to do with the rumors that are going around that like Marvel and Lucasfilm felt pressured to like announce all these things in 2020 and now they're reconfiguring things. And, you know, we're hearing rumors, which Ash did talk to him about, about like Robert Downey Jr. coming back and uh, Scarlett Johansson coming back. And what does that look like? I wonder if this Which is. Which he said they're doing a project on Scarlet just by. They, they did. I, I was it. like, oh, that's interesting. He was honest about that. Yeah. But like now, Blade might not be happening, which was announced at Comic Con a couple of years ago. There's just a lot in flux. And so I wonder if this project was kind of like, hey, you need to rethink your priorities on Marvel first before you keep doing Lucasfilm stuff or you move into Star Wars, or if it was literally like, hey, this just isn't working out. But again, we'll never know. Yeah, that's true. I, that that's tough to swallow that somebody would be like, "Hey Kevin, you need to get your Marvel priorities right." And it's like, I'm I'm spinning eight Marvel movies. I think I can spin eight movies in one Star Wars movie, you know. Right. Like, I 
you know, Especially and to tell him that he can't do that. Get get out of let let Kathleen handle Star Wars. It's like I'm sure the tops were like, Kevin, get over there and fix that. <laughs> you know, they probably trust it more to him, well, even if Marvel is sort of slipping or losing money. Mar- yeah, Marvel now is going through what Star Wars went through at at the after 2017. So, like, if you think about the Force Awakens, Rogue One, like. I think Star Wars was like, we can make a movie about anything and it's going to make a billion dollars. We are on fire right now. And then TLJ happens, makes a billion, splits fandom, Solo gets hit. And then all of a sudden it's like the Russians cut. We're wounded. Like now we have to second guess ourselves. And now Marvel's feeling that too. It doesn't look like the the Marvels is going to do well. Uh, I can't think of the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters. Now, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, so don't go to me for that. But just mm-hmm. reading the tea leaves online from from fans and how they're feeling about the franchise, it feels like post-Endgame, there's a either a, a, a fatigue or a feeling of stagnation, uh, not sure what they're doing, uh, tying up loose ends for characters who already had their arcs. Like the, the Black Widow movie coming out, the timing of that post-Endgame is very odd. Uh, just... There's a lot of weirdness, and that, that I think that could have something to do with it. Because why have Kevin contribute to another IP when his own IP is maybe a little bit of in flux? So I, I, I get that. I, I buy a little bit of that being a potential part of this. It's not part of the show notes, but there was like a rumor this week that was <clears throat> uh, Kevin Feige would retire from Marvel to take over Star Wars. And I just thought if anybody saw that and we wanted to address it, my initial thoughts on that is like, I just think that is not happening. That was a rumor for years too. Like people, I mean, it has been, but it's like, it was really popping this week. I think someone with a lot of followers and some Hollywood (sighs) insider clout posted that. And I saw it trending and I just, I mean, if that happened, I'd be like, I think I think I would be open to that idea. I'd be welcome. I'd be like, that's cool. I want him to do for Star Wars what he did for Marvel. I know he likes it just the same way as I want him as a producer in Star Wars. But I just realistically, I just don't know if that is happening. I have no idea. My gut knee jerk reaction is no, because he just seems like he's very much trying to figure out next steps for Marvel. They had a really hard year this year. Their movies aren't performing the way they want them to. Uh, I, I don't think audiences are connecting with the characters like they did with, you know, the original Avengers. And that's why those discussions are happening. I, I'm one of those people that when the Russos admitted that John Favreau called them and was like, please don't kill Tony Stark. You're going to have people walk out into traffic after this movie. Like <laughs> I was one of those people like Tony Stark is like the heart of the MCU and like kicked it all off and everything. And, Look, I get the the edgy choices that writers make when they're like, we're just going to end this character with a death. But I'm still strongly behind James Gunn, who said, look, just because a character's story's ending doesn't mean they have to die. And I feel like for a long, it felt long, several years, it was like every character we grew up with died. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, dead. Wolverine, dead. <laughs> Tony Stark, dead. Like all these people were dying. Um, so people just kind of disconnect a little bit, I think, to deal with that. But um, Batman dead. Batman dead. Yeah. I I think Marvel's trying to the dead stories. And that's fair, James. That's totally fair. Some people do. I'm I think they make uh, them better. 
And that's totally fine. I'm on the side that like I would like to have some characters survive. Maybe some of them die, but not all of them. And it felt like every single one was dying. Um, but that being said, I, I just think Marvel's in a weird place right now where they're trying to figure out what their next villain is, what's their next move. And I don't see Feige making that transition to Star Wars when his whole legacy currently is Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It is an interesting rumor. I do think we talked about it last week, yes, about Kathleen Kennedy stepping down of like when she's going to step down in our state of Star Wars. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to be the person to follow Kathleen Kennedy at all i think he's got to figure out what he's doing i would be upset if he was because to me it feels like like new york giants football fan if bill belichick came back to the giants as head coach i'd be like i don't want he, he he's he's the patriots guy like i don't want you get your sweatshirt t-shirts out of here yeah i like yeah <laughs> like i don't want to win with someone else's shadow from their past like so if Faye comes over that to me, I want Star Wars to be the one people want to borrow from. I don't want us to borrow. Like, I don't think I say us, that's a community, but I don't want Star <laughs> Wars to be borrowing from other things that do it better than them. I never saw Star Wars that way. I always saw Star Wars as George Lucas, ILM, mm-hmm. the trendsetters. Everyone's like, what's Star Wars doing? How did they do that? Let's do that. If we, if, if, if we, I keep saying that, but if Star Wars brings in Kevin Feige, then I feel like they're like, we need that guy because he did so good over there. Like, and it would be Disney making that call. It, it would deflate me uh, quite a bit. It would feel like we, as fans, are being succumbed to something that, like, Luke, like Disney saying, we don't know what to do with Star Wars now, so we're going to bring in the guy who did good with Marvel. And that, to me, is just uh, sucks the whole soul out of what Star Wars is, which is the trendsetter the one that people should be looking to for how to do things the right way and do it well and stuff like that. So I would actually be really upset. But, but having said that, I think this rumor is total crap. I don't think this that we've heard this for years. It's the low hanging fruit for YouTube or, or bloggers to say like, I heard my friend works at Disney and he said that Kevin Fuggy's coming in. What's with like, the voice? Okay. You know, so <laughs> I'd really like to call him. My friend works there. He works at the Starbucks on Main Street. Disney World. <laughs> oh my God. I'd love to have a conversation or, or watch a video of someone who's like, who really is in the know in this type of stuff. And they're like, honestly, the, the, the top five that are the, the highest contenders are this up and coming person who's president of this other film studio. You know what I mean? Like real legitimate answers or or like this person who's been a protege of Kathleen Kennedy for years, but she's in the shadows. You know what I mean? She's being set up and it's in, it's obvious, but only if you're looking for it, you know, I don't know. Like I would like to know other than the day that she just steps down and announced the successor. And we're, and we're all looking like, like, like it's Bob Chapek and we're like, who, you know, it's like, then you have to do all your research to figure out even the, who, per, to, who the person even is. But I would love, I personally, although it's not always necessarily the best bet, I would personally like to know who the person is. You know, that would be cool Mm. to be like, oh, it's this person um, 
who, you know, you've heard their name because they run this other studio or something like that. Like a bad example, like Jason Bloom or something like he has Bloom house and like, he's made tons of money on these independent films. I know that person. So if he came over, I'd be like, Oh, I, I, you know, there's just a connection there, but that's very like personal to me. I put the right person in the job for sure. I need reaction videos live when they announce that J.J. Abrams is the president of Lucasfilm. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd I would lose it. my mind. I would do eight episodes of TRB a week. I'd love it. I, I love J.J. <laughs> it would be uh, incredible. Uh, hey, Bob. I'm in. Maybe we can do like a uh, <laughs> an episode where we just do like our picks. You know, like... The, like if I was the person, I would put this person in charge. But we, <laughs> we do a draft for all of Lucasfilm staff. We just <laughs> yeah, you head look up it over. group is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. I, next story. Yes, uh, I know we had Michelle's super check. We have a couple super chats coming. I think we have more. Yeah. So first of all, Michelle, thank you so much for the super chat. It was her first one ever. Congratulations. That's Thanks, awesome. Michelle. Uh, That's she awesome. said, Thank just you. hit the super chat for support. Missed a couple weeks, but back and love you guys. Uh, we love you too, Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank love you the dog. So yes. Uh, and then we have Andrew Staley, our boy, Andrew. 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 Yeah. How are What's you? What's up, Andrew? Thanks for the super chat. He said, uh, oh, it's a question. He said, <laughs> do you think there will be less secrecy, secrecy, greater transparency when leadership changes at Lucasfilm? So we're going to save that first part of this for ask the resistance Ooh, nice. uh but i will say you said thanks wish all the best to lacy and your family with new little luke or mark <laughs> <laughs> i am wearing a mark luke shirt tonight you can't really see it but thank you andrew that's very sweet of you we're gonna hold on to your question and we'll do it first for ask the resistance thanks andrew very miss cool. you, buddy um all right yeah james what do we got buddy let's move on to this next story so this one's kind of an interesting one um adam Horowitz always doing good over there at Happy Sad Confused Podcast. He was doing a watch along with Josh. Josh Horowitz. What did I say? You said Adam. That's his brother. Oh yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, I was one of the Beastie Boys. Adam Horowitz. <laughs> Maybe. Did I tell you guys the Josh Horowitz story that I have? Have you I? have. Oh my god, with Adam Horowitz, where yes. they're like, "Oh, his little brother Josh is in the in the lobby. Can you go get him so he can sit with his parents?" And I'm thinking this kid's like eight. No, it was Josh Horowitz, like the Josh Horowitz. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, well, he was doing this watch along. Yeah, sorry, I've, I've uh, misplaced his name. It's okay. Um, but it's uh, with the Fast X and Incredible Hulk director, uh, Louis Letterier. Um, and he was, they were sitting down and they were breaking down the whole movie and Star Wars sort of got brought up. We actually um, have this clip as well. So I will pull that in so we can watch it. person, man, woman, you know, whatever, uh, uh, American, French, you know, Asian person who says they're making their, you know, in their 40s, 50s saying they're making, they're uh, making movies for a different reason than trying to do a Star Wars movie. Oh, lying. <laughs> we, all, we all are trying in a way to make a Star Wars movie. Like even like <laughs> in my last movie in, in Fast X, I put TIE Fighter sounds in it. You know, <laughs> just cannot help myself. So do you have your dream Star Wars idea? Do you have your, your yeah, concept? I had it a long this time ago when I came to them and pitched uh, uh, Lone Full. We should do a, a Star Wars TV show with uh, uh, conceived as a lone wolf and cub. 
And they said, nah, we don't know if it's a great idea. <laughs> we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you with this idea. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. What? Yeah. And what kind of characters were it? Was it a Mandalorian? Was it like a... It was, it was, it was not Mandalorian. It was two things. It was, it was, uh, it was a... Uh, I wanted to do the, the missing part between... Uh, basically, you know, before New Hope, where where uh, Obi-Wan takes Luke, and then, you know, I wanted to do that, but also was very interested in the uh, Boba Fett movie. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> then that's okay, I did that's also. Okay. I did other things. <laughs> <laughs> but that must have well, been a moment when you saw the announcement, <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> but when you, it's, you know, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all part of the thing. And frankly, I had this idea because it was like a low hanging fruit. I think it was like so obvious. Mm. And so the characters are so iconic. And, you know, so, um, yeah, didn't, didn't go the way I wanted. <laughs> Very That's interesting. I wonder, my thoughts just right off the top with that is I wonder at what point he did pitch these things because it may have already been at that point that we're like, well, that's a great idea, but we're already working with John Favreau on the cub, you know, uh, the wolf and cub, or also like he talks about Boba Fett and it's like, at one point we had talked about how James Mangold was working on the Boba Fett movie and they're like, well, we're also kind of working on that with James Mangold. It's like, so it's, it's tough if his pitches just came in too late. Um, but it is funny that, uh, he's talking about, he, you know, an idea that they ended up passing on, but ultimately made. So it's kind of a drama. What, what were your thoughts, John? Well, it sounded like his lone wolf and cub thing, was going to be like Obi-Wan and Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which they sort of made, but they did it with Obi-Wan and Leia. So everything he said, they made, just not with him. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, say what you want. Like, I'm not a fan of the Fast and the Furious. Uh, I, that's in, in no way a commentary to Ugh, I his, think they're so great. To his, uh, like talent or anything like that. But it's, it is interesting to, to hear this stuff. And it's, I, I just like when filmmakers are very candid with things that they were trying to work on and that sort of thing, because it's just interesting to hear how these processes go and these pitches go and, you know, how uh, gracious and classy he is to say like, cause it's gotta be tough, you know, based on what he said, he's like, they said, we'll get back to you on that or something like that. I have to imagine this was years and years ago. Maybe the timing wasn't right or whatever, but it has to be a little frustrating to be like, oh, man, that was sort of what I was thinking. And they made it with this guy. Uh, all right. Well, that's fine. Um, it's got to be a tough pill to swallow. Uh, so I give him a lot of credit for being very classy and uh, humble about all this for someone who makes such big movies. Uh, so it's very inspiring to see that level of humbleness and grace. So hats off to him for that. Um, but beyond that, it's just, uh, again, one of those interesting things like what if, and you know, did certain things change because of, you know, the solo box office and who knows what else would have been going on because the Obi-Wan obviously, as we know, was going to be a movie. Um, so did he pitch this after that when the Obi-Wan thing was sort of shelved before they decided they were going to make it a, a series? So I would love to know if I had one question, I would say, uh, Louis, what year? When did this happen? What is it? We're we looking at 2016, 2017, and he'll probably be like, ah, I, I can't say that because that, yeah. that 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 then tells you like 
Favreau took my idea or, you know, so, uh, but it, I, I just liked how he addressed this. Um, and not to say I love all of his work, but uh, I think it'd be cool to see him get an opportunity. Lacey, what do you think? I think that this is an interesting conversation. I appreciate his honesty and just like he has nothing to hide. Uh, I do like Fast and the Furious. Tokyo Drift is my favorite one, to be honest, um, which he did not do. But that's fine. Six is the best, in my opinion. Oh, that's fine. I have to rewatch them all, actually. I'm going to be honest. Um, but to me, it is interesting. Like, obviously... We know John Favreau pitched Mandalorian as Lone Wolf on the Cub type thing. And uh, there's clearly like a hmm question mark moment when you're hearing it. But to me, that movie is such an inspiration to so many filmmakers, just like Star Wars is, that it's really hard to hear anyone say, oh, you know, I pitched this as an idea and not think three other people also did. Like, Right. It's like a Citizen Kane type thing, Casablanca, like people are inspired by the same movies and a lot of um, movies have, are in the top 10 for filmmakers of like, this is a life-changing movie for me. And for a lot of action people, Lone Wolf and the Cub is one, a samurai movie. It's It came out in the 70s, like people were really inspired by it. They wanted to get into filmmaking they see Star Wars and they want to do bigger things. You know, we were talking about James Cameron and how that inspired him to make movies. Star Wars did. So I took this more as like, hey, maybe multiple people pitched this idea. <laughs> and it just happened to be two people on the same wavelength, which is John Favreau uh, and Louis here, where mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, this is something that impacted me. I loved it. I would love to see it translate into Star Wars. John, I, I agree with you. I think you're right. He was pitching. It's a little confusing, but I think he was pitching it as a Luke Obi-Wan type thing, like before A New Hope, um, which I honestly don't think is as good of a story as The Mandalorian. But in the sense of this kind of mm-hmm. retelling. Right. But the Boba Fett thing is interesting. But again, that's such a, a character that so many people were inspired by when they were younger, especially people I grew up with the original trilogy in the 70s and the 80s, where Boba Fett had like no lines, no parts. And so they were able to come up with this like whole character in their head of who it was. What was he like? He's so cool. I mean, go back and watch the documentary about Boba Fett and like the making of Boba Fett and how basically everybody that was ever involved in that was just like the secrecy slash who is he is what made him so cool. So as a filmmaker who's trying to be creative, you find a character that you're like, I can really sink my teeth into this it would be Boba Fett because for a while we didn't really know anything about him. Um, So that doesn't surprise me either. Uh, But I mean, every day it feels like we hear someone else who pitched something to Lucasfilm and they were like, nah. So (laughs) I would love (laughs) to be the person that goes through the trash that uh, gets to see all the pitches that they heard that like didn't go anywhere. Mm. Like I, I always wonder what was pitched and we're about to get, basically what was pitched with uh, Zack Snyder with Rebel Moon uh, that's coming out next month. So, I mean, it's wild every time we hear something like this, but I really hope that him and other people like Damon Lindelof do ultimately get their chance to work on Star Wars because it is a dream for a lot of people. Um, So when you hear someone be like, yeah, I lost my shot. Oh, it is what it is. Like he's being very nice and kind, but like I'm sure it wasn't an easy rejection. 
Mm-hmm. We get we get uh, Taika Waititi, or um, oh, sorry, we get Kevin Feige as the person, and he brings back like everybody we didn't get. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every director, every writer, mm-hmm. every uh, actor who, you know, like it's so funny. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah, I was it was thinking um, when you were pitching that, Lacey, that it almost kind of sounded like the way he was talking about it was like one experience he had where he had the opportunity to go in and pitch a show. And so he goes and he pitches the Lone Wolf Cub thing with Obi-Wan and Luke. And they go, that sounds very interesting. Um, if If we weren't to do that, what would be like, this is the interviewee or interviewer right. question. They go, what's another character that you would like to, if you were, could do like a solo movie for a character. And he was just like, Oh, Boba Fett, you know, like that would be great. It was almost like, it felt a little bit more like it was an on the spot pitch. Whereas the other one was like something he'd really thought the story out and was like, that's the one I want to do. But if I had to do one other one off the top of my head, Boba Fett, um, yeah. But again, I don't know how in depth his pitches were, and I when I hear Boba Fett too, I also go back way back when John Schnepp said the thing about the like they were going to do Solo and they were going to do a Boba Fett movie and they were going to be like tied together. It was going to be like a little pocket universe. I was like that feels a very Marvel, but b also very Star Wars that would play like like they're doing right now with Mandalorian and skeleton crew and Ahsoka and like it's all and Rangers of the new Republic. It was all going to be tied in because you build your pocket or high Republic. Another example, build your pocket and then just build out that world. So, and again, at that time, I think there was talk of doing Boba Fett um, for a little while in that, in that era. So I don't know if he was the one that maybe was pitching that as well, but Mm -hmm. alas, it didn't happen. So uh, hopefully this guy You can't gets. help but like as a fan just wonder what has been discussed and what has been denied and what right. could have been. <laughs> well, it's also yeah. cool with the, the, um, the optics of what it looks like being a director trying to work in Star Wars feels uh, a little risky and a little... Yeah. Uh, uneasy and 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 vitriol from you know whatever but he's sitting there saying like if you're in your 40s and 50s and you're a filmmaker and you're not trying to make a star wars movie with your other movies you're lying yeah and you're i lying. love that he said that <laughs> he's lying. like yeah i'll bring me in i'll do it i'm not worried about the flack i'm not worried about right. the, the drama the danger let's let's make a star wars movie so i, I like his energy you know a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well john Um, we have another story this week and I'm kind of not very privy when it comes down to these numbers and stuff. But one of the things you wanted to discuss is the Nielsen releases that Nielsen, um, who's in charge of ratings for streaming television. I think they probably do other stuff, but they're the go-to for sure when it comes to like your Netflix and your Peacock and other stuff. Nielsen was doing, they do these streaming numbers too, and they release all the viewership numbers for, uh, every one of the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, which is pretty interesting, um, and I don't, I, I didn't really get together something to like bring up the graph for the video, but we're you know mostly an audio podcast anyway. So let's talk about these numbers. But what really stood out when you look at this chart that is literally broken down by like Mandalis, Mandali, wow, Mandalis, can't get it out, <laughs> Mandalorian season two. And it's like, this is how many episode one, this is how many episode two, this is how many episode three. I mean, it's yeah. broken down. So I guess, you know, Nielsen does it by uh, millions of minutes watched. And uh, 
so they didn't have the data um for and we i mean this was posted to the like star wars reddit thread but this Mm -hmm. data came from nielsen so these charts and what have you so Mm -hmm. mando season two you know the highest watched uh i mean we don't have the season one data but from this data the highest watched star wars disney plus episode ever was chapter 16 of the mandalorian season two the rescue with the return of luke skywalker so keep that in mind uh because that's not just when it first came out that's everyone heard about it i was like oh i'm gonna go watch that one they go watch it that's the highest one so far it says 100 1336 million minutes so however you want to rate that 1336 being the i number. thought that says i thought that was 1 billion 336 million am i wrong uh, I don't it's know. One three three six M, so it would be yeah. three hundred thirty six million. But then there's a one in front of it. So the way I take it, take that makes sense. One billion three hundred thirty six. It's all relative. It's all relative. So just take the okay. number thirteen thirty six. Yeah. Okay. That's the highest watched out of any sure. Star Wars Disney sure. Plus show, according to Nielsen. Uh, it, it, the the lowest ones are Andor and Ahsoka. With Andor's mm. episode four at four uh, or episode ten at four twenty, uh, and Ahsoka at four eighty seven for episode three, even the Return of Hayden Christensen only at five seventy seven. So almost a third of the viewership of the Return of Luke Skywalker for the Return of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, and that's with um, no press. Now, granted, Mando season two has been out longer. Maybe people revisited it. Ahsoka just came out. We'll see how that you know how the lifespan is for that. Right. Um, but if you look at the yeah, bar it's a chart YouTube video that's had the longevity of, well, it's been out twice as long, you know, yeah, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Monkeys falls off the tree because he smells his own fart or whatever. And it's 5 billion views. But this chart here shows. Wait, what? Every... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying you like a YouTube about? video. So if a YouTube video has been out for a long time and it's like it, it's been viewed a lot, it's going to have more views, of course. So what I'm you're saying so you're just, you're using that example as like one of the early videos of YouTube. That yeah, everybody from like my, okay. yeah, it's from uh, Bob Saget's uh, America's Funny Home Videos. The monkey <laughs> falls off the tree because he smells himself. It's amazing. Go watch it. Stop watching <laughs> this and go watch that. Um, but Please don't. Please don't. The bar chart shows that the two highest watched seasons of Star Wars TV are Mando season two and Mando season three. Uh, the least watched is Andor and second least watched is Ahsoka. Now, I think the strike maybe plays a part, but I think a very small part. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with <clears throat> maybe some familiarity. Um, I think Mando transcended the franchise because of Grogu. So people who aren't big Star Wars fans, even people I know I would see casually, they'd be like, you know, I wasn't a really big Star Wars fan, but I really got into that Mandalorian show because of the Baby Yoda. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So that has that going for it. Um, Ahsoka, I think it's one of those things where as Star Wars fans, when we're in the bubble, we think it's like, oh my God, Hayden's back and this is the biggest thing ever. But it's very niche. Like, I don't even know. I don't know if my brother watched Ahsoka. It's... I mean, Ahsoka is a very popular character with diehard Star Wars fans, but she's not a popular character with general audiences. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that it's the second highest watched show. Uh, Third highest is Book of Boba Fett. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Third highest is Kenobi, which actually did pretty well because it's Ewan McGregor. Uh, And then just behind that was Book of Boba Fett. 
but Andor's way down there. Um, and I think that might have been just too off the beaten path for casual fans. And again, this is not commentary on how you feel about the show, if you're listening right. to this, how I feel about the show, the quality of these shows. I think we all said Andor, from, from a production standpoint, it's the best. It comes down to all Star Wars fans, your uncle, your friend, your coworker, who may not be people who listen to Star Wars podcasts, but like Star Wars, they're going to go see a Star Wars movie when it comes out. They'll check in, they hop in, they hop out. Are they going to watch these shows? Which ones are they going to watch? And right now it looks like really it's The Mandalorian, which leads me to my bigger point, and that's the Dave Filoni movie. Disney's looking at this data. They're looking at what people are liking and watching, and we know all of these characters minus Obi-Wan uh, and Andor. So you got Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Mando, all that stuff is in this Mandoverse that's going to build up to that Filoni movie. They're looking at this stuff and they're, they're probably talking to Dave Filoni about it. It leads me to think that no matter who's in this movie from this Mandoverse, Mandalorian and Grogu are going to be the biggest part of marketing and biggest part of that movie for the, this reason specifically. Because the proof is in the pudding. If Are people going to watch it? If those two are in it, they will. So I think that, I think that is telling us something about where they're going with that movie. Unless they give Filoni full reins and he makes it an Ahsoka fest, then we see how the box office does. But Star Wars needs a big win from the box office. How do you do that with that movie, with these characters? You got to be pointing at the Mandalorian and Grogu. Yeah. I'm going to push back on something that you said, John. (sighs) I'm so sorry. Uh, So one, I do think that the strikes have impacted Ahsoka greatly. I, I think without them having to do any promotion, it only hurt them. Like they didn't get to have to do, you know, the BuzzFeed puppy interviews. They didn't get to do all that press stuff. They didn't have to get to have a big event about it where they talk with all the celebrities of what it's like to be in Star Wars. All Like that stuff is impacted. And that goes into the toys, that goes into merchandise, everything. The other reason I'm going to push back on that is because you said that you didn't think that people really knew Ahsoka, and yet the number two episode by views, minutes watched in season two is Ahsoka's episode for Mando season two. So you have episode eight, which is Luke Skywalker with the 1336M, and the Ahsoka mm-hmm. episode, which is episode five, the Jedi, is 1210. So that is yeah. the number two That's episode fair. that everybody watched, which would be the only reason you watch it is because Ahsoka's in it. And that's it's fair. Dave Filoni's episode. So that's the one thing I'm going to be like, eh. That being said. And oh, here's, an, here's another yeah. fun thing, too. The last episode of Boba Fett was the most watched. Now, granted, Mandalorian was in it. But Mando's episode, which people said they really tuned in for, didn't get as high as uh, views. So even in the book of Boba Fett, it wasn't the Mandalorian that necessarily was selling it. But there's a spike, a clear spike when that episode hits. Right, which is what I was going to then agree with you, John, is that I do agree that Mando and Grogu, Baby Yoda, are the big pull here. Obviously, they're doing, um, they're getting more views than anybody else. I think you saw a huge spike in season two, and then you saw it kind of come down in season three, because not everybody loved season three. I think it took a different Mm -hmm. turn that people didn't expect. Um, I'm trying to remember what episode Ahmed Best was in. Wasn't it episode three of season three, which would be the one one 1115 M? Oh, no, I don't I don't think that one was that. Hmm. I feel like it was. But anyway, 
that being said, I, I do I do think that you know they are looking at these numbers and they're going, what are people watching? And I think that there's just so much coming out with Star Wars and like we were talking about earlier with Marvel, that people are really trying to figure out what they like and what they don't like. And despite how awesome Andor was and how different it was compared to everything that's come before it, uh, it, it didn't have the views that people thought that it did. Like, and it's not doing as well with general audiences, clearly, that Amando is. So I'm interested to see where they go from here because, I mean, Ahsoka... Again, I think it really hurt because of the strikes because we didn't get to see any promo for it. And they were doing all those like previously recorded things like they weren't promoting it as much in general because they just didn't want, I think, negative press surrounding it. So it's definitely tricky. But I think, yeah, if you're you're totally right, John, if Filoni is going into this big crossover movie, Mando and Grogu are the main characters. Like they're, mm-hmm. the, they're on the poster. They're the ones that are leading the way. And that's why I was so surprised when they weren't in Ahsoka, to be honest. Yeah. Pedro Pascal and Grogu will both be on the couch with Jimmy Fallon. How They'll did Pedro doing- not win people's sexiest man of the year? That's what I want to know. Like how did Patrick Dempsey, what, what year is it? How did I not win is what I would like to know. <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't need to tell me anything. I'm well aware. I have mirrors in my house. Hey, let me let me <laughs> let me look at this stat real quick. Okay, I looked that up, Lacey. Uh, his was the fourth episode. Ahmed Best was the fourth episode. Oh, okay, fourth. But I'm really astonished at the third episode, which is keep in mind the the third highest of all episodes watched. It was uh, of season two. It was episode eight. Then of season five was the second highest episode with the one with Ahsoka we were talking about. This Mando season three, episode three, was the third highest of all shows watched. All That's episodes. when they go to Mandalore? No, it's the Dr. Pershing episode. Oh. oh. That's weird, right? That is weird. Interesting. I wouldn't hmm. have pegged that one as the it's one the that- Convert interesting maybe it's because it goes to prequel stuff so all the prequel fans jumped in to see what it was all about but over anakin returning and ahsoka and stuff i don't know man that's that's an odd thing but that was one (laughs) one 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 five that's Mm -hmm. the third highest Mm -hmm. yeah unless i'm yeah it's a good question like i'm trying to think of how the second episode ended was it a big cliffhanger where people like i gotta pop on that third one Right. Um, but, but even then, it, you'd think like episodes one and two would be higher because everybody tuned in to see them. And even if it was a cliffhanger, I don't know. I, I thought Ahsoka did better than this. You know, uh, it's, it's disappointing to see these numbers because um, I thought overall it was like the most well-balanced besides The Mandalorian. But one, um, we'll see what, that, we'll see what uh, comes of it, you know? One other quick thing, John, like, okay, Mandalorian anomaly. We know that, right? Let's just take that out of here for a second. Which ones do you think did better numbers? Kenobi and Boba Fett or and or who and Ahsoka who? You know, it's like it's it is very clear that just on name recognition alone. Hey, are you going to watch? Well, that, did you hear the they made a Boba Fett? You know, did you hear they made a Kenobi like those two doing yes. better than Andor and Ahsoka? The only thing Andor has going for it is it was arguably the main character or the main supporting character of a billion dollar movie. You know what I mean? 
but yeah, again, I mean, people didn't I go to see Rogue like One Rogue because One. of Diego Luna. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly. I think like yeah. he was great in the movie and everybody loved it. Yeah, hundred percent were there. Yeah, but I don't think people are like, even when it was announced, there was a whole like who's asking for this? And I was like, well, first off me, where are you going tonight? I'm going to see the new Diego Luna movie like that. That's right. hundred percent. You know, but yeah, you that. say, you say, uh, Oh, and then they're doing Andor. I even remember everybody's like, what, what is, who's, who's that? What is that show? Andor Soka is never going to compete against Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, this is just going to do better on just sheer name. And that's so what another show do they need to do? You know, that's another crew is going to, suffer too probably maybe but that's another potential concern as to what disney does with all of this do they end up making star wars smaller and say like maybe star wars for what we need it to be is this and it's skywalker's related familiar stuff that made the franchise big in the first place maybe star wars doesn't have the reach that we thought it might we're we're, we're testing the waters here um, are they willing to, how much are they willing to spend on productions for things that aren't going to have the return? You know, Andor had a huge, 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 huge budget, lowest returns on viewership. Disney's going to, you know, they have to answer to uh, board members, shareholders. They're going to keep this in mind. So this is all going to play a part in the content we see in the future. Wasn't Mando season two, episode seven, the Bill Burr episode? Mando season two, episode seven. I'll pull it up. Because it's know. one of the top five episodes that's ever streamed. So I was just curious because, you know, Bill Burr is pretty mainstream. So if he has fans that are like, I'm not going to watch the show, but I'll watch the one episode Bill Burr's in. Yes. I'm just curious. It is? Yeah, it's The Believer, and it's the one where they infiltrate the... Well, that was a great episode, yeah. Huh. yeah. Oh, he was so good in that episode. Um, But yeah, I mean... It's it's interesting. I, I want definitely wanted to talk about it. I'm glad we did, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to lead to plenty of other maybe discussions. We, but maybe what would be good is to actually like write these down and be like, these are the and the, and the, like these are the top ten. You know, these episodes in particular, mm-hmm. and kind of look at the graph like that because that I I'm still really thrown. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at this wrong. I don't know if you guys can verify for me, but yeah, season three of Mandalorian, episode three is the third highest. That's crazy to me. But right. um, but that really breaks it down um, for Resistance Report this week. And we got our last section, Ask the Resistance. Hopefully everybody's sending questions. If you haven't, take the opportunity now to throw in a question. Uh, I know we also have uh, Andrews and some other ones, but let's get to Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right, it is time for Ask the Resistance. We are going to start with Andrew's question. Uh, he submitted a super chat earlier in the show. Thank you so much, Andrew. And Andrew, where was my text? Where was my DM about Ryan Blaney being the NASCAR champion? I didn't see it. Where is it, pal? But man, did they make that commercial for Andrew that I saw, the NASCAR one? Oh, yeah. When I saw it, I was yeah. like, this is, it's like they took this out of Andrew's brain. So good. Yeah. Um, All right. So Andrew asked, do you think there will be less secrecy slash greater transparency when uh, leadership changes at Lucasfilm? Uh, James, what do you think, buddy? Do you think uh, if there's a change in the executive order of Lucasfilm, 
will they change how the public receives information? I think it depends on who it is. If it's someone, I don't want to say lateral move, but like let's let's say for instance it's Kevin Feige, then yes, I think it would change because of the way that we've already seen that he performs his business. But I think if somebody is stepping into the position, like moving up, like they're like, oh, big shoes to fill, Kathleen Kennedy, she's one of the best. Um, and if I'm going to do it, I'm probably being appointed be- by her because she thinks that, you know, I'm going to run it the same way she ran it. Then I think the secrecy thing carries over. And I really hope that it doesn't. I think we've uncovered over the years that um, it has not benefited them greatly. Um, maybe we'll find out if they're super open or at least more open that that is a worse strategy. I don't, I don't think it would be, but um, we'll look back on the days of like, oh man, I just wish they kept everything secret. <laughs> I, I just don't see that being the case, but I think it, it depends on who it uh, comes in. Uh, and if they are somebody who is a known name, I guess. I don't know how to phrase that, but if they're like a, a strong a public figure already, then I think the reputation the, you're saying. Someone yeah, exactly. They'll, are, they'll do the thing that they have always done. And, uh, but I think if it's someone who's stepping up into that position, who's moving up to CEO or president from like a financial situation at Lucasfilm or something along those lines, then I feel like the company runs like sort of status quo as how she found it, ran, not founded it, but like ran it since the Disney thing. This is the way Lucasfilm runs and it will continue to run until that person is eventually able to find their own voice. Oh, right on. Great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Like, I like you. <laughs> Survey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they're still going to be just as secretive as they are now. I think even more so because they're trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, I think it at Celebration this past year, they tried to be really open and transparent with a bunch of stuff. And already it, their plan has gone out the window. Uh, <laughs> due to strikes and everything else, rightfully so. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think they're going to be more secretive, unfortunately. Yeah, I. it's one of those things where until they show me, I don't imagine that changing. I don't think it's... I think they've been more secretive since George Lucas sold the company, but I also think it's the world now with uh, social media being what it is. Um, there has to be a balance though they're way too secretive more than any other studio and i think it's a little too much to the point of where it's a bit absurd but i understand it because they like the theatrics and they like the grand presentation they like disney loves that yeah someone that's worked with disney at their panels at comic cons they love the big moments yeah and i yeah so i think there has to be a good balance to it i think what could be interesting which you got to be careful with just imagine this for a second. Imagine a new president of Lucasfilm being very active on social media, the way James <laughs> Gunn is. And just being like, like there's an article out there, like Kevin Feige taking over the, a new movie, whatever. And the, the new president just like re- quote tweets it and just like, nope, not true yeah. at all. Again, president that's sort of what of I'm Lucasfilm. leaning on. Like if it's a James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously he's going to do like the but, James Gunn thing. 
But ultimately, um, I think, like I said, until I'm proven differently, this is the hardest nut to crack as far as like getting them to be more transparent from out of any of the studios. So I hope they do. But I I also with uh, I'm with Lacey. I doubt it. But thank you, Andrew. Ryan Johnson. Um, (laughs) Next up, we're going to go to Semper Fi Danny. And Danny asked on a scale because we did, did just talk about this. On a scale of one to five, one being no chance, five being a book it or a bang, if you will. How likely is Filoni's movie going to be made? If so, how likely will it be made for movie theater versus D plus? Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Uh, five. Book it. He's making this movie no matter what. He's not going anywhere from Lucasfilm and it will be in a movie theater. It will not be on Disney plus. Disney wants to put more movies out. James? Very simple. Sorry. <laughs> No, simple is good. Round numbers. Can we do 4.5? Oh, Either you, way, you, you point hate, stands. No one hates putting themselves out there more than you, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you feel so pressured in these situations. Because you can screen cap everything, you know what I mean? James Bainey <laughs> once said on an Ask the Resistance, one to five. He said, five, this will happen. Get him. I don't know. Um. I'm with Lacey though. Like a, um, I think it's going to happen because I think we've discussed this. Like he's, his is the only one where like mangled. Yeah, that's great. You got this awesome director, but obviously Lucasfilm has a problem keeping people around. We, he, they just lost Feige for some reason. So it's like, okay, mangled's thing. And his is so far away. You could probably push it inside. And then there's the Ray story. Yeah. I think the Ray thing has got to happen too. Um, but Dave Filoni's is like, he just fires on all cylinders and I think everybody really likes everything that he's doing. So I think he's like almost like earned it too. They give it to him to take it away. They're not NBC. He's not Conan. I think they're going to give him this thing. Um, and then the other thing is the, the, is it going to a movie theater or Disney plus at this point? I'm uh, certain it's going to a theater, but if you were to told me a while ago that Dave Filoni was going to be working on a Mandalorian feature. I don't know necessarily that I would have thought, because I said to Lacey, I thought that was, you know, a bad idea because all these characters, all these people learn this character on a television show and then they have to pay to go to the theater or or vice versa. Like people who would go see it in the theater don't know this character because they don't have Disney plus. Like it's just a weird combination, but it looks like it's going that direction. So um, I think five on both of them. I think that's just the way that it is. They're, well, that's right, James. I, that's the greatest thing I've ever said. I said that Mando was going to have a couple seasons on TV and then it was going to go to a movie. Did you say that? I did. I did say that. I still don't know if the movie And I said Fennec Shand was in Man- bed and I was the only one that said that. <laughs> I'm still True. not entirely positive that the movie is The Mandalorian. I think he's in it. I think and John's got a good point that he may be even like the main character or something. I think like it's going to be called Grogu, a Grogu story. <laughs> Why is John <laughs> In Favreau involved? This Christmas. $2 billion. Look out, James Cameron. Just put him in little sweaters. We're replacing God. blue with green this Christmas season. Famous <laughs> <laughs> Grogu. If it's uh, so Mandalorian heavy, why isn't John Favreau involved in doing it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. He'll, he'll probably, maybe he'll, maybe he'll do a little... Uh, I lost an air. I lost an AirPod. We're down an AirPod. Lost. Or, We're back to JJ again. Jeez. Or maybe it's one of those things that Favreau, they offered it to Favreau first, and he was like, I don't want to do the movie. 
And then he's like, but I trust Dave to do it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I think it's a five. I think it's a book. It They have to do it because look where Filoni is on the pecking order. He's a, a creative executive. One of the top creative people at Lucasfilm is if his movie doesn't happen, that is a horrible look for the studio. So it has to happen. They're going to put all the resources behind it to make sure it's good. Right now, they're uh, aside from the past stuff, they're sure hit right now is Mando Mando and Grogu. Uh, So they'll make sure that they're heavily involved, like I was saying earlier. Um, And it will definitely be made in theaters because that's the only way that that would make money. So 100% in theaters, 100% happening. uh, And I think out of all the movies, I think that's probably the most likely to happen. And that includes uh, this next what, one, which we're yeah, going to talk about. Yeah, where did we land on that? The the w- Didn't we land on the Ray movie? Like, we're like, it may not be with that director, but... Well, let's let's get to this phone. We'll do one more question. Okay. We'll do one more question. And this is going to come from Palpa Memes. I like that. He's a <laughs> Star Wars channel. He's got a... His, his photo is Sheevy Babes with a Santa hat. <laughs> uh, you don't want that coming down your chimney, especially Lacey. Um, but the question is, y'all think Ray's film will start principal photography in spring of 2024? Uh, I do not. I do not think so. I think take whatever time was happening with the pandemic, four or five months, add it to that. So I think fall 2024 is when we'll see that thing perhaps start filming. I do still think the movie's going to happen. Uh, there may be some shakeups with personnel. It wouldn't shock me if there's a director change because of scheduling or whatever. Um, nothing against the current director, but look at the hist- history of director changes. Um, and if you shift the schedule, that could disrupt something for sure. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think... I just think because of the strikes and stuff, everything's getting pushed. So I don't think that they're going to start rolling on spring 2024 the way they originally yeah, were rumored to be. Uh, James, what do you think on that one? The, the month is December 2026. That's where it's pushed right now. Or is it just May 2026, 2026 May after 2026. Avengers? Well, it's May 2026. Well, yeah. either way, May is spring. So if they shot principal photography uh, in May of 2024, then they finish, they wrap up that movie and they spend like almost two years in post-production. It's like, it doesn't make sense. They're, they'll do longer lead up time, film it, and then post-production within that like year window, probably. So more like, years before more like the sequels, comes out. which people felt were rushed. Uh, uh, Lacey, what do, what do you think? Do you think we're, we're getting Daisy Ridley on, on, on camera this coming spring? I wish we were, but I don't think so. I think we're going to probably see it in the fall at the earliest or spring of the following year because it's not coming out until May 2026. But we all think it's happening. It's definitely happening. I don't think they're Mm -hmm. canceling that movie. I think they're moving full steam ahead. (laughs) I think bringing the actor out on stage at your big event and then canceling that another bad look. Yeah, it would would be pretty rough. I'd cry. I'm not going to lie. Where did we land on that? Because I remember however it lined up, you guys had different orders, but where we accumulatively came up was the same as my order. I just can't remember where we put Ray Ray movie and Filoni movie. At. They surely were at the top. I put Ray first, then Filoni. Then I when they come out or if they're going to be made. No, when they are, if they're going to be made, the likelihood of them. Do you remember we did that? I said Ray, yeah. Filoni, Mangled. That's what I said. 
Okay, uh, I so then I think it, I think we probably did all agree that Ray was like the absolute top. They brought the actor song, and it's like the next movie that they're pushing. So that one's got to happen, whether it's yeah. with that director or not. Then yeah. after that, it's probably Filoni as far as likelihood. So I'm changing uh, my other answer to four point five. I don't care about the five. <laughs> all right well that is all the time we have thank you to everybody who submitted questions uh you know we'll tr- bring them back if you have uh, one you want us to talk about uh next week um and uh patrons of course we have will the force you can submit to as well but thank you to everybody who sent sent in questions uh we really appreciate it and thanks to uh, the ones uh, that we chose and talked about um for helping to make the show better so thank you very much um so yeah thanks for everybody for listening and watching and being a part of trb uh a, a big thank you to our supporters over on patreon uh that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash resistance broadcast if you're listening to this and you like what we do here at trb head over to that on your favorite browser and check out our tiers they start at just five bucks and we have bonus episodes exclusive just the patreon uh, we have uh, polls. We discuss polls in a chat form. Uh, we also have bonus questions that we do. We have commentaries. We have a Discord server. Uh, a lot of cool stuff and exclusive merch for certain tiers as well. So go check it out. Tiers start at $5 and you're helping out the three of us keeping the machine rolling here at uh, TRB. So patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you can. Thank you. Uh, a big shout out to the Generals and Spice Runners over on Patreon. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny Micromori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and the Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthy, and, and all of our patrons. Thank you all so much for all of your support. Uh, and you know where to find us. All the audio podcast apps, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. And for me at Johnny Hoey on social media and my movie podcast, just like the movies, uh, I can find that anywhere. Uh, James, we'll go to you next. Um, you can find me on all social media po- platforms at Myra Trunks. All right, Lacey, it's, it's been an honor podcasting <laughs> with you all these years. And I wish you all the best such in your jerk. month. In your month hiatus. <laughs> we'll she'll, see. We don't know what the time frame is, but... She'll be back one day. If you are a patron, you get one more poll chat, too. <laughs> you get a poll chat. <laughs> and also, Lacey's still going to be doing work behind the scenes on Patreon. Yeah, too. but thank you to everybody in the chat for saying good luck. I really appreciate it. Oh, Superfy Danny says it's going to be Benjamin Luke Gillerin. Oh, Ooh, double it down. BLG. It's not, but I do like the name. Remember that time in A and B where Ray uh... a new beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people uh, can find me on social media yeah. at Lacey Gillerin. And as these guys were just joking about, I am taking a little bit of a break. I'm having a baby next week. Surprise. I know you can only see me from like chest up on video. But I'm yeah, some very, people right now are like what? I am very, very much pregnant. Uh so I'm having my baby next week. So these guys are gonna hold down the fort. I appreciate all your well wishes and support. It means a lot to me. Um and I can't wait to be back to talk about Star Wars after I get some sleep and uh recover. Yeah. Yeah, Lacey, I mean, we'll obviously be talking regularly, but for the sake of the show and our audience, you'll we'll miss you. Uh we'll see you soon. And good luck with everything. And we can't wait Thank to see you. pictures of little Ignatius Shea when he <laughs> arrives. Enrique? Uh, <laughs> Enrique Ignatius? 
Yes, Charlie Sheen Shay. Um, all right. Uh, thank you all very much, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. And James and I will be back with you on Monday with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. So until then, see you around, kids. <laughs>